Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. Today is Wednesday, December 7th, 2022, and this is episode number 56. And uh, today we are talking about something that I do love a lot, and that is cast iron pots and pans. So... I know you're probably wondering, how can I talk about a pot and pan for a full 30 minutes? But trust me, we're going to go into a lot here about cast iron. So we'll start with why, I, how I got started down the rabbit hole of cast iron. Hold on a second. <laughs> okay. So I started with cast iron a couple of years ago. I was going down the rabbit hole. I really wanted durable pots and pans to use. I was sick and tired of buying the cheap, shitty pots and pans at the store, and every year or two they would break, or they'd fall apart, or they'd get scratched so so bad that the coating was coming off, and it was just a mess. I then went down the rabbit hole, not only of, I want a durable pan, but what are those chemicals that are coming off of the pan that I possibly am eating? So I went down that rabbit hole with the chemicals that are on some of the more modern day pots and pans that we're using, the nonstick stuff that's in the stores for like 20, 25 bucks, whatever it might be. Then my rabbit hole continued. I wanted something that was multi-purpose, something that I could cook with on the stovetop, but also put in the oven if I wanted to. And for preparedness standpoint, something I can cook with over an open fire. And not just preparedness, but for camping. Like if I wanted to go camping and I wanted to bring something to cook with, a pot or pan, I couldn't do that with the cheap, shitty pots and pans that I was buying. So... What did that lead me to but cast iron? We have been using cast iron for a really long time, hundreds of years. So we've been using, we started using cast iron as a species in about, I did research this, 6th century BC in China is when cast iron really kind of started, but then it started to become popular in the 1500s in Europe, and then it really took off in the 1700s, so it has been around for a really long time. We've been cooking with this. I can't stress enough how much I love how versatile cast iron is. I am not a big prepper, but I'm enough of a prepper where I want to be sure if something happened, I could still cook. And I don't, I'm not relying on whatever I have in the house or whatever I could forage or grow. I like warm food a lot. So the cast iron, you can actually, from what I was reading, the reason it's fire safe is most cast iron you can bake or cook at like 1600 degrees, like a crazy high amount. Now I will say... I do have like an enamel coated cast iron Dutch oven and that has a handle on the lid and the handle on that lid is only rated for about 450 degrees. So I would not necessarily use that to cook over the open fire, but I have regular cast iron that I could use 
over an open fire if I needed to. I'll also say cast iron can be good for you. So what is cast iron made of? It is 98% carbon and 2% iron. I say that weird sometimes, so I apologize if it comes out weird every once in a while here. We're saying iron a lot recently in this episode. So this pot style of pot and pan will actually release some of that iron into your food that you're eating. Not that this is going to solve all your issues if you have iron deficiency, but every little bit helps, you know? And I will take a little bit of iron going into my food versus all the chemicals that go into your food when you use the straight-up cheap non-stick pans from the store. So even if your cheap non-stick pans are not scratched and they're not seemingly giving off the coating that's on there, they still can emit chemicals into your food that you can't see, smell, taste, things like that. So I shy away from them a lot now. And I think it's worth it if you shy away from it too. So cast iron is naturally nonstick. Now that does not mean you can put something super sticky in there and hope that it's going to be fine. So when I say naturally nonstick, you have to season a cast iron pan. I would Google seasoning. There's all different ways to season a cast iron pan. When I Googled it, you can do it in the oven. You put it at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time. But basically the idea of seasoning a cast iron pan is you put oil in the pan not a lot of oil, not drenching it in oil, but a nice light coating of oil, and you cook that oil in the pan somehow, whether that is cooking it in the oven, baking it in the oven to bake in that oil, or you're doing it on the stovetop to kind of bake that oil in there, and then once it cools back down, you kind of dab off some of the excess. So that is the very, very basic idea behind seasoning your cast iron pan. I was reading some stuff as to how often you should season your cast iron pan. Some people say once a year, once a quarter, do it once when you first get the pan. So I'll leave that up to you and your own rabbit hole with how often you want to season your pan. I don't season mine very often. I maybe should season it more than what I do. So the way I can kind of tell if it needs a little bit of like a quick seasoning or a quick something is if the pan looks really dry and things are sticking I know I need to at least season it on the stovetop somehow, some way to kind of bring back that naturally nonstick. Now, I will say I do make a tofu scramble, and I personally do not make the tofu scramble in my cast iron, at least not my traditional cast iron, because I don't want that tofu getting stuck. So I mentioned I've gotten enamel cast iron, which is like a slick finish to it. So my enameled cast iron is actually slick white on the inside and slick gray on the outside. So it doesn't even look like cast iron, but it is. It's really super heavy. (laughs) Um, I also do have another pan that's not cast iron. My one and only pan is a ceramic pan. And that is what I will cook like my tofu scramble in. But other than that, everything else goes right into my cast iron pans because it is naturally nonstick. Now, does that mean I never add oil to what I'm cooking or water, whatever I'm choosing to cook with? I will still add that stuff. But it shouldn't stick too bad. 
I also think that cast iron can be extremely affordable, especially for how durable the the pans are, the pots and pans. When I say durable, I mean you could drop it and it's not going to break. Not that you want to drop your cast iron on the floor because depending on the floors you have, you could damage your floors, but you're not damaging the pan. So that's a good thing. So when I also say durable, what I mean by that, besides you're not going to drop it and break it, the handle's not going to fall off because it's one solid piece, the handle and the actual pot or pan itself. It also, if you burn something in your cast iron pan, you're good. Like you're, you don't have to throw it in the trash after because you ruined the whole pan. You didn't stain the pan. Like you don't have to worry about any of that. You do have to scrape the burnt stuff out but your pan is fine. Like you can just keep rolling with it. You know, these pans last for, I'm telling you, it'll probably last your whole lifetime. And then you'll be able to give your pan to family after you pass away. And they'll be able to use it their whole lifetime and give it to the next set of family. So that's how durable these things are. And so when I say it's affordable, I look at affordable for the long run. So you can get a cheap pan from Walmart, what, 10 to 25 bucks, or you can buy a cast iron pan for maybe like 50 bucks. And the cheap shitty one at Walmart that costs you 10 or $25, you're going to be replacing, if not every year, probably within five years, you're replacing that pan. Then you replace it five years later. Then you replace it five years later. You get where I'm going with that. The math just doesn't add up to buy the cheap pans that are breaking and releasing chemicals into your food. So that's when I say affordable, It I think it's affordable to have cast iron. So cast iron comes in everything, every shape and size that you can think of, pots, pans, skillets, Dutch ovens, you name it, it's there. You just have to look for it. I've got these cute little tiny cast iron um, pans. I've got big skillets. I will say I love that I have, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. I love one type of pan that I have. It is actually a Dutch oven, but two pans. So it is a big, like deep dish pan, almost a pot for the bottom piece, holds five quarts, and then the lid for this Dutch oven is like a little frying pan. When I say little, it's the same size circumference-wise as the pot is, that bottom base of the Dutch oven. But the top is actually the lid and it's its own pan as well. So I essentially have three pe- two pieces that make three different pots and pans. So it's a Dutch oven, but also like a little skillet and a pan or pot pan big base at the same time so what do i use a dutch oven for you could do a lot with a dutch oven i personally use a dutch oven sometimes if i'm making a soup on my stovetop or in my oven but i prefer to do soups in a crock pot because i'm super lazy so sometimes i've done a soup like that but most of the time the soup goes in the crock pot I will use my Dutch oven for all of my bread baking. So if you're interested in baking bread, I've got 
at least two episodes about baking bread. One's all on sourdough, one's on baking bread. And it'll go over why you need a Dutch oven to bake that bread or why a Dutch oven would make your life easier if you had one and you were baking traditional like sourdough loaves of bread, things like that. So the sky's the limit. So I think my Dutch oven that breaks into two different pots and pans, like a pot and a pan that I can use, that I think on Amazon a couple years ago is about $50. So now it might be a little bit more with inflation and everything else, but I'm sure it's not like $200. You know, it's got to be around 50, maybe 65 now. My enamel coated cast iron Dutch oven, that was about 50 bucks as well. And that thing is also like five or six quarts. It is big and I love it. Would not trade that for anything either. It is very cool. But I will say, even though it's the enamel coating, I still have to use something. I can't just put my loaf of bread in my Dutch oven, whether it's the straight up cast iron or the enameled cast iron, my bread will get stuck to the bottom, even though I said it's supposed to be nonstick. But I always put, when I was using parchment paper, just a sheet of parchment paper on the bottom, put the bread in, everything was fine. I've moved away from parchment paper with part of me trying to go more zero waste. So I moved away from the parchment paper and I have instead these baking sheets that you can like bake cookies on and stuff so you don't have to spray your pan or baking sheets or use parchment paper. You can put down these baking sheets instead that are like silicone. So that's what I put inside my Dutch ovens before I put the bread in there, before I put it in the oven. So that was a whole rabbit hole about bread baking that I don't know if we needed, but hey, I'm here for it. So they are super forgiving pots and pans. I did mention if you burn something in there, you're fine. Now, how do you clean cast iron? I feel like it kind of goes, you hear this quite a bit. Some people will say you can't put soap ever on a cast iron pot or pan. I personally do not soap mine every time after I, you know, bake or cook with it. So to clean the cast iron pan, what I'll do, depending on what I had in there, like if I baked a loaf of bread with a baking mat, I may not even wipe it out after because there's probably nothing in there for me to wipe out. But if I'm baking something on cooking, sorry, cooking something on the stovetop, the pan's probably dirty. If there's not a lot, I'll just literally wipe it out with a either regular rag or damp rag, depending on what it was I was cooking in that pan. And there are times where I do need to like run it under some hot water and put a little elbow grease in there. I'm not using like still steel wool or something crazy in my cast iron pans, but if something did kind of get stuck or burnt, I will take some water, kind of scrub with a soft bristled brush to really get it out. And I have occasionally used soap as well. So it's not going to completely ruin your cast iron to use soap, but I do not recommend you use soap Every time after you're done cooking or baking with it, whenever I do wash it with soap or I have to scrub it with that soft bristled scrub brush with water, I make sure I re-season on the stovetop afterwards just to kind of bring back the natural oils and the flavors and 
reintroduce that non-stick again that I just kind of washed away in there. So I maybe don't need to say this, but I'm going to. If you have cast iron, you do not put it in the dishwasher. <gasps> it doesn't go in the dishwasher. You have to wash it in your sink no matter what. I also think cast iron is super forgiving because you can burn things in the pan. You can maybe wash it the wrong way a few times and you're fine. But another way it's durable is sometimes cast iron will rust on you. So I will say if you have to use water in your cast iron pan, make sure you dry it off with a dry towel because that dry towel is going to get the water off and it will prevent the rust from happening. I do have... I mentioned my favorite Dutch oven that's really like a pot and a pan. So my favorite Dutch oven, the bottom of the skillet, the word lodge is written in there. That's the brand name of that type of cast iron. And the word lodge is like indented into the cast iron, which is fine. A lot of a lot of cast iron has that, some kind of brand name or logo, either indented or risen up off the cast iron, usually indented. My issue is drying out the crevices of the word lodge. Sometimes I have a hard time doing that. So I'm not going to lie right now, a little bit of the word lodge on the bottom of my skillet for my Dutch oven has some rust. So they can rust. But these pots and pans are so forgiving that you can actually get rid of the rust and clean it and reseason it and the pan is fine. So do not freak out if there's rust. Now, if you see rust, I wouldn't leave it there, you know, and let it just keep doing its thing. I would try to get it off and clean it the best that you can. I'm also posting pictures, I'm hoping like at least once a day this week of the cast iron that I do have. So you can get maybe some ideas for different shapes or sizes. So this Dutch oven that I just keep talking about will be on my social media this week. So if you're curious to see what I'm talking about, I would look there and you'll get some good pictures of some cast iron. Hopefully you think they're good pictures. I think they are. So some of maybe the negatives behind using a cast iron pan because it's not always sunshine. Nothing is sunshine and roses, you know? So cast iron is heavy, not heavy enough where you can't ever lift it. If you don't go to the gym, you could totally lift a cast iron potter pan. Even if you don't work out regularly, it's not that heavy, but it's heavy enough where when I'm putting cast iron in my oven, like my Dutch ovens go inside my oven, I need to use two hands because it filled with stuff is heavy. So just know that they are heavy. They also do need to be seasoned. So they're not, they're easy to care for. Don't get me wrong, but they're not the most easy because you can't just throw it in the dishwasher. So they require a little extra love and care. Not a ton. They don't require a bunch of babying. But they require just enough of extra care where it may not be for you. But I think once you start using cast iron, you're going to love it enough that having to season and hand wash won't be anything to you. I will also say any good potter pan, you probably should be hand washing anyway and not throwing in your dishwasher. Because the dishwasher can get up to really high heats and it's a lot of water and then the heat to dry it. It's rough 
on things like plastic, if you're using plastic, and if your pots and pans have plastic pieces, it's rough on the plastic, and it sometimes can be rough on the dishes to go through that cycle. Not always, but sometimes. So cast iron's heavy, needs to be seasoned, cannot be put in the dishwasher. It also can get super hot to the touch. So you might be used to, with the cheaper pans, you put it on the oven, turn the oven on, you start cooking, and if you need to move the pan, you could just grab the handle, move the pan, don't even think about it. Because usually the handle's some type of plastic, and the actual pan itself is whatever the pan is made out of. I won't even begin to guess or go down that rabbit hole. But you can grab the handle and move it without even thinking about it. Cast iron is not that way. I mentioned before, cast iron is all one piece. So that carbon and iron is the pan and it is the handle. So once that pan gets hot, that handle gets hot. So they do make these amazing contraptions. I've got a couple here. I don't know the official name for it, but they essentially are the correct shape for the handles of cast iron. I've got one that's this thick cloth material. I've got some that are these nice silicone materials. So when you are cooking, right off the bat, you pull out one of these silicone handles, put it over your handle, and just let it go. And then you can move your cast iron by the handle like regular without even thinking about it. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I forget to pull out the silicone handles, and I will sometimes touch the handle and go, ah, that was hot. So it does happen still to me, even though I use cast iron quite a bit. So it can be really hot to handle. Just be cautious. There are ways to prevent that, but you have to, something you have to think about if you're used to not using cast iron. And I did mention before, sometimes foods can get stuck. They don't always get stuck, but if you're cooking something really, really sticky in a cast iron pan, it could get stuck, especially if you didn't season it well and you didn't put oil in the pan before you started cooking. So those are some things to be cautious of. I think the pros significantly outweigh the cons for this. I will run down a quick list here of pros versus cons so you can kind of hear them for yourself in list form instead of just me going on and on about how much I love cast iron. So for me, the advantages of having cast iron are it is very durable. It can be used multi-purpose. It can be used in your oven, on your oven, over an open fire, whatever you need or want it for. It is good for you. Instead of putting chemicals in your food, it puts iron into your food. It's naturally non-stick. It's affordable, comes in every shape and size you can imagine, very forgiving pot or pan. You can drop it. You can burn stuff in it. You can do all these things to it and it will be okay. I also really love the idea of putting something, I mentioned this before, but cooking something on the stovetop and putting it in the oven to finish if you have to. So those are my big main reasons for having cast iron and that's a lot of reasons and then your negatives it can be heavy it is a little more high maintenance like you can't put it in a dishwasher and it has to be seasoned it can be hot to the touch 
and occasionally a food will get stuck. So to me, I just counted eight pros and four negatives, and the four negatives aren't really that bad. Like it being heavy, get a little stronger and won't feel as heavy, you know, uh, it's super hot to touch. They make things to prevent you from touching it when it's super hot. Foods that get stuck, there are ways to work around that as well. I, To me, you can't put a price on your health. And so just the chemical-free standpoint alone is huge. It being chemical-free and adding iron into what you're cooking makes all the difference to me. That and a preparedness standpoint, where if I ever had to cook over an open fire or I go camping and choose to cook over an open fire, I love that. And that's why I think I will always have cast iron, like it's never going away. (laughs) I will keep cast iron forever. I will probably keep my ceramic pot, or sorry, my ceramic pan that I have until it dies. And I've had it for two years, hasn't died yet. It was a very high quality pan. It cost me over $100. It was very, very expensive, in my opinion, compared to cast iron that I can buy for 50 bucks or less. So I will keep my ceramic pan till it dies, but when it dies, I will go 100% to cast iron from there. So I think everyone should have some cast iron. I know for a while I had the cheap shitty pans. I had my ceramic pan and all my beautiful cast iron, and I didn't use the cast iron. <gasps> Because I was afraid. Like, I didn't want to ruin it. I didn't want to mess it up. So I just kept using the shitty pans until they all broke. And I said, I'm done. I'm never buying another shitty pan again. I've got my one ceramic pan. I'm going to force myself to learn how to use cast iron. To learn how to season it. To learn how to clean it. To learn how to care for it. And now that I know, I can't unknow my cast iron pans and how to take care of them. So it's not as hard as it sounds. It's not as crazy as it sounds. They really are great to have. So I hope you're willing to give cast iron a try. It's not too late to uh, ask for some for Christmas if you want, you know, or buy someone some for Christmas. Maybe if you have a bunch of gifts some to somebody for Christmas. So cast iron is great. And I think everyone should try it. Christmas is coming. Now might be the time to put that on your list if you want. Santa might bring it to you. You never know. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode on cast iron. We've got another episode next week coming out. I'm working on what that's going to be right now. Feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. I try to post twice a day. We're getting there with the Facebook and Instagram. I wanted to say as we're getting close to the holidays, we've got what? One, two and a half-ish weeks before Christmas, which is super hard to believe because we've got like three and a half weeks and 2022 is over and we're moving into 2023. So I will say do not let it stress you out too much. Enjoy the time that you have, the time that most of us have off, the time with family, the time with friends, loved ones, whatever it may be. Enjoy the gift giving that happens around Christmas time. Give something special to somebody. Um, Approach every day with gratitude for the next three and a half weeks. Take a few minutes every day and just be thankful for what you do have. 
be grateful. Things may not be where you want them to be, but that doesn't mean everything's horrible. There's still good things in your life, even if it's not where you want it to be. So keep your head up as we go into this Christmas season. I know it can be stressful. Family can drive you nuts, but there are also family and friends and loved ones, and they are important to us. We are social creatures, even though some of us introverts would prefer not to be. We'd rather kind of be solo, but be social. Enjoy your time. Enjoy the holidays. We've got a few more episodes, though, before the holidays hit, so I'll probably say some of this again as we get closer, but it's basically keep calm. It's Wednesday. You know, we're getting closer to Friday. Come from a place of gratitude. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone that is listening to this podcast. It means a lot to me. There's been a lot of listens recently. If you love this episode or any of the episodes, please feel free to share with anybody that you know. It's easy to share through some of the apps that you listen to this on, like Apple Podcasts. It's also easy to share this right off my website as well. I've got the stream going on my website with all the different episodes. So that's another easy way to share it. But thank you just for being you and for listening, even if you don't share it or nobody else listens. I do this for you guys. I appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you so much and tune in next week for some more amazing content.